welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and happy Yulemas, everyone. Ooh, yes, happy Yulemas. Hi, my name is Katie. I play Linspector St. Tit, and I was just telling everyone about the quintessential Canadian winter item, the toboggan. It's just a sled that you go down hills on. My name is Brandel. I play Bay and Toboggan. I barely know him. Hey. 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 Non-binary joke. Good job. I'm Tisha, and anything can be a sled. Anything. (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan's not here for this Yulemas episode, but obviously we're wishing them a merry Yulemas as well. Uh, But we do have someone joining us. Feel free to join us in the uh, intro here. Hi, it's Mark. <laughs> oh, I'm here. I missed this. <laughs> I'm playing Hogan. Yay. Hogan. Yes, thank you for returning, Mark. Um, and of course, our, our episodes always start with a question. And we have a question. And this one's actually based around the holidays since it is the Yulemas season. This is our Yulemas episode. So what was your favorite holiday meal, food, treat growing up? I mean, I can go first. So a fun fact, um, my mom is Irish Roman Catholic and my dad is Jewish. So I love the holidays because um, from my mom's family side of the family, we would get uh, tortier, which is like kind of like a savory meat stew and a pie. So good. That's our like a Christmas Eve dinner every year. And I found some really good vegan versions to make as well. Um, and then latkes, just those fried potato no. pancakes. Yep. And I'm a sour cream um, and applesauce person. So mixed together? Oh, just they aren't mixed together. They're just plopped on top of each other. And then I eat the entire thing. Wait, you but if you put, mix them, you're doing it wrong. You're doing you put it sour wrong. cream on top of applesauce. No, no, it's the sour cream and then the applesauce. Applesauce is the top. Yeah, applesauce. Yeah, Tisha. Oh, okay. Obviously, Jesus. Tisha. Jesus. Obviously. Wow. <laughs> I don't mix them. <laughs> Duh. Um, and then I'm not allowed to eat. Uh, was or I wasn't allowed to eat as a kid. Like really heavily dyed, like preserved fruits, like maraschino cherries and stuff. Except around the holidays, so those like maraschino cherry walnut shortbread cookies. Those are always like a Christmas, Christmas treat. Yeah, or a holiday treat. Yeah, and then I usually get some sparkling apple, uh, some sparkling apple juice for New Year's, and go to bed at ten thirty. <laughs> Cute, <laughs> lovely. Well, because my parents used to have all the cousins over, and they would set the clocks back, and so all the adults and stuff in the family would go out and have like a real New Year as well my parents would have all the kids in one house and they'd be like oh it's time to go to bed it's midnight look it's midnight everyone drink your sparkling apple juice and it's like it's like 10 which is still late for kids but like not super late for my parents there's no difference exactly we're all we're all exhausted so 10 o'clock now is like yep we made it yeah exactly Uh, stamp it's a day close enough well, I mean, speaking of tops and bottoms, 
my favorite <laughs> holiday treat as the Jewish member of the cast or a Jewish member of the cast. My mother always made these Christmas cookies. We always called them tricolors or rainbows, but I think they're called Italian rainbow cookies. Oh. They're three different layers that are all different colors. I think they're all flavored the same. I'm pretty sure they're all like almond extract. Oh, But they yes. have raspberry jam in the middle, and then they have a chocolate coating on top. Incredible. They're amazing. She only made them at Christmas time, but those were always my favorite. Oh, yep. Italian rainbow cookie. Yep. Almond delicious. Cake. That looks delectable. So yeah. Also, they're not a cookie. It's like three cakes put together cake. with jelly. Oh. It's the last cake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of those. They're so good. Yeah, they are. I mean, I had. I grew up with an Italian family, so all of my thoughts are Italian. Like we always had a pasta with red sauce. That's like a Christmas Eve staple that we always had. So that's probably my favorite one, uh, especially since I don't visit my Italian family anymore. Because like. The ones I like turn around anymore. So, <sighs> yeah. Well, I, two of them came out as lesbians on their deathbed, or their spouses outed them on their deathbed. So, Jesus, so happy yeah. I can just live my life now, as yeah. opposed to being like, and then I'm gay. <laughs> Sorry, not to yeah. make fun of your family this whole time. No, I mean, make fun of it. I mean, to be fair, one of them, my my great aunt, who is the one that like celebrated Christmas Eve at her house, they were like really rich and they had this huge mansion and she had like it always catered. One time she had like actual pilgrims, like people dressed up as pilgrims bring us a Thanksgiving meal. Yikes. She was ostentatious and amazing. That is full Paula Deen. But yeah, she came out on her deathbed. Um, For... For Christmas, we did the. It's called a Venus, Venus gherkin, Venus gherka, Venus gherka, but it's where you hide a pickle ornament in the Christmas tree. Um, oh so when I was really little, my grandparents did that Venus gherkin, and whoever found it uh, gets to help make the um, party mix, which was just like homemade Chex mix. So that was my favorite thing when I was little. Nice was hide yeah. the pickle. Yeah, literally, there's a pickle ornament somewhere in the tree, and you have to find it, which is, I know it's weird, because all of this pickle stuff is now associating with me, and I mean, I like pickles as well as the next person, but I don't, I'm not like obsessive over pickles, but I really sound like I am. (laughs) I've never met anyone else with a drawer full, so. (laughs) That's fair. I don't think she bought the drawer full. I (laughs) I still have packets of those in there. (laughs) <laughs> I've been pawning them off on anybody that visits. Hey, want a pack of pickles? <laughs> so uh, but we also we also have like uh, sauerkraut and beans uh, for New Year's Day. So that oh, no. was a big thing with my gra- my paternal grandparents. Like kidney beans? No, uh, I wish I could remember because I haven't done it in so long. But um, my father's side of the family still does it. But I don't really, t- I don't really talk to them. But it's, yeah, it's a very traditional. Every single New Year's Day, it's the first meal you eat, and you have to eat it. I don't, my my family's Pennsylvania Dutch, on that side, like speaks Pennsylvania. Yeah, Dutch. I can fucking tell. Yeah. Jesus, can you? Yeah, can you tell? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm just like we had French toast. It was always like a baked French toast was ready in the oven. Christmas, I do like love sauerkraut day. though. Yeah. It's a very divisive Sour- food, but it, I love it. It's 
good for your gut, apparently. I don't like it, but <laughs> I don't like it. Either. It's good for you, apparently. Yeah, but I, I like vinegary stuff, so yeah, like a sauerkraut and bean stew. <laughs> Ew. Um, does not sound like good. A, I think it's like black eyed peas. Okay, get that boom boom pal. That I can see with. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Here, I just Baby. found it. Today, the tradition of eat. Yeah, so they have black eyed peas and sauerkraut. That's what. That's what it was. Interesting. Huh. Okay. What about you, Jinx? Holiday, treat, food. I can't think of anything that our family constantly had on a holiday. Other than then, like the expected Midwestern salads in quotes that were actually like just a bunch of Cool Whip and Jello, marshmallows, Watergate salad. That's so good. Casseroles and quote unquote salads are very traditional Midwestern. I've noticed they don't really do that a whole lot. In most other places. Really? And it's not like a real salad. It's like a pile of mayonnaise with It's not items. even mayonnaise. It's a dessert. Like nuts oh, in it. Like- no mayonnaise is involved. It's either like marshmallow whip, jello, cool whip, I don't know, crushed up candy. Oh, like a champagne salad. Ambrosia. Pistachio pudding. You get the packets of pre-mix, all that kind of stuff. My Ohio family did it with Cool Whip. Damn. It's great. And by great, I mean awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty Midwestern, Wisconsin, Illinois, Ohio kind of thing, I think. I haven't seen it anywhere else. I've, uh, people look at me crazy when I, I talk about Watergate salad, which is the pistachio I, with the Cool Whip and cherries. I did have to look that up when you said it. Oh, <laughs> but that was good. a state. Like, yeah, that was a norm. Yeah, yeah. like a Thanksgiving or a Christmas, definitely. Oh, classic. I grew up on a farm before I went vegan, obviously. There's also a chicken that we killed for dinner. Can't forget that. Whoa. Yeah. Not like the night before, but like. Not something bigger? What, like the morning of? (laughs) No, the chickens, if you raise a chicken yourself, they are happy and loved and exercise and grow. So they are quite big the size of say a turkey mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. we have an episode to get to so twas the night before yuleness and throughout the agency dancing and merriment have everyone feeling like gen z the cigarettes put out in the ashtrays with care in hopes that ho ho hogum would soon be there The holidays have been important since their inception. Now, please, to start the show, everyone roll Perception. Oh, a little rhyme. Fantastic. (laughs) Am I actually rolling Perception? Yes, please. Okay. All right. Lynn got a 23. Rux got a 17. I didn't have my shit up. (laughs) Did you forget we're playing today? Shut up. God, I got a 16. Oh, that's not bad. Okay, um, so it is the eve of Yuleness. It is late at night. Shannon Powers has, of course, been hired recently at the agency and thus has requested PTO for the holidays. 
uh, and is not at the agency. But what are the three of you doing on this late holiday night? Can we say they were drafted into a recreation of a war? Yes, absolutely. The the Yule Miss War of 1974. Oh my God, the war on Christmas, war on Yule Miss. The war on Yule Miss, yes, <laughs> against Starbucks, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, because Lynn is secretly me. Um, he is making torture. Like, he is, like, delighted. He's chopping up all these different type of vegetables and beets, and he's, he's a freak who makes page three by hand. Oh. I know. I mean, strong forearms, hey. I'm sure. Yeah. Hey, Lynn, do you mind if I, uh, come into the kitchen and, uh, make a salad, you know, for dinner and or breakfast or something? Uh, I mean, we can just eat this torchier and the leftovers from the torchier for breakfast. That's what I normally do. Cold with some ketchup. Mm. It's delicious. Yeah, but I, I gotta get my, like, uh, my salad all cooled down and stuff before we serve it. So, like, maybe if it could be, like, a special treat for, like, dinner or something. What kind of salad do you need to warm up enough that it has to cool down? No, I need to cool it down. So I gotta, I gotta heat up the water and and the milk and stuff, and then. Uh, what kind of salad has milk? You know, the holiday salad kind. The holiday salad. Um, I mean, I guess I can't judge. It's not like this is a cuisine. This, you know, this is not the cordon bleu cooking. So I would be delighted to try your salad. Just don't let the. Le Capitaine anywhere in it, he will ruin it. Oh, don't worry. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe he can get the cherries or something, but uh, I'm going to... Is the Cool Whip in the freezer or is it that in the fridge? The what? The Cool Whip. The, the cool... That, I think you will have to order special. I got to order Cool Whip special? Gotta order Cool Whip special. Uh, yeah, because we just eat mayonnaise. Did you not know this? That we just have mayonnaise? <laughs> no, no. I do not think those are interchangeable. <laughs> Sorry, and, what are you... <laughs> no Cool Whip? <laughs> I'm not talking about Miracle Whip. I'm talking about Cool Whip. <laughs> it's different. Uh, oh, mayonnaise. okay. Okay. Do we keep okay. that in are the freezer? Are you almost in the kitchen? Or Captain and me are going to make hot milk salad. See, that just, that just sounds like the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. That just, that does not sound good to me, to be honest. But uh, I have to learn to expand my mind. Yeah, and your palate. Do we have a miracle whip? We had an order of special. <laughs> the Capitan's holding a torch and just lights it. Oh. <laughs> Starts holding up to a chair. Torture. Oh my god. Uh, I didn't even get it until you explained it. It's not a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, we always have uh, your kind of fancy schmancy uh, sound and word food, but I thought maybe something a little bit more traditional. Like, let them make their hot milk salad, and I'll make uh, a traditional salad from my, my part of the world, and uh, we can come together. And expand our palates. Then as you all are sharing the kitchen, making your respective meals, 
you hear several click-clack sounds on the roof, followed by a loud bouncing thud and the scraping of roof tiles. Since there's no fireplace in the agency, uh, you'll hear a battle cry from outside. Ho, 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 Gmas! And a large figure will drop to the ground in a crouch. As they stand tall, it's clear that this is the one and only Kringle. He looks at the door, then smiles, and shoulder blocks his body through the window and somersaults into the agency kitchen, glass spilling onto the floor. Oh my god. Oh, don't worry. We'll get that, I guess. Oh, ho, ho, gum, Kringle needs your help to save Yulmas. I got word from Blitzen that the Beaverhampton Expanse is being taken over. Oh, a job? Oh, so, no thank you. Uh, I don't believe in you. I'm Gooish. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I can't believe you wait this long to hit us with that. Oh, that's so good. Okay, but, I mean, if it's a job, it's a job, right, Bay? Money talks and all that. Oh, you're saying all Gooish people are obsessed with money? <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't know anything about Gooish people, so uh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that us specifically as people kind of enjoy money. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I like very much to be paid, and I just uh, want you to know, my good sir, that this is, you know, it's time and a half because it is the holidays. So... We can definitely help you with your problem, but please keep in mind that there will be... Mm, yeah, let's just say time and a half will be the least of your worries. There's going to be a... Tortier got cold fee. And a window replacement. Yeah, and window replacement. Oh, no, we'll have to go talk to this handsome security guy, Cat. Oh, yeah. Did our security do anything? Do we have, like, an alarm set up for window smashing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the motion sensors are going off. That's right. We had motion sensors on while we're running around in the kitchen. I don't know what you do. That's fair. Like, coded to not pick us up or something? I don't know. I mean, y'all didn't notice the, cl the camera that was in there for a long time, so... No, we need to wear constant juggalo makeup in the... Agency. <laughs> no. In order to not be picked up by the AI software. <laughs> yes. Also, I mean, are you okay to, like, you just busted through a window. Are you bleeding or anything? Are you all right? That's something you just normally do. We got a door right there. It's also made of glass, so I have to break that too. <laughs> so, wait. I came in through a window? Yeah, because I thought it was funny. Okay, but from <laughs> where? Like, is my sleigh still, like, hovering outside? Yeah, it's upstairs. It's up on the roof. You jump down from the roof and then jump through the window because they don't have a chimney. See, I think I would have had some kind of power to just make a chimney appear within the room. Oh, you totally do. I just wanted to break the window. Can I just create a chimney that we all go up into? Yeah. I like that we use that to leave, but you don't use it to enter. Yes. 
Well, you see here, I got this sack on my shoulder with some gifts in it for ya. Oh, some little gifts? Mm-hmm. As a special ordered miracle whip and cool whip. Wait, these gifts, are they specific to people or is it yes. random? It is specific to people. Okay, all right. Um, but you can also pull out Cool Whip if you have it in your bag. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, we only had one uh, uh, little okay. can, little basket of it or something. What is that called? A bucket? Bucket? One small bucket of Cool No, that's not what in baskets. <laughs> A glove. What is that thing called? A tub. A tub. So uh, I could always use more Cool Whip. Except for the cool whip, just hold on until we get to the sleigh. Oh, that almost sounded like I got candy in my van. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you want a puppy, kids? You'll see. Uh, but <laughs> Hogum does have gifts for you in exchange for your services. Special gifts, since you've been maybe not the least naughty people in the world lately. I for sure have been the most well-behaved person ever. In the room. In the room. Everything is relative, and I feel like <laughs> um, that a lot of private detectives could be a lot worse, you know? And Rex only maybe murdered one guy. Can't be that bad. Only maybe, you know? Just potentially. I'm pretty sure that... Uh... Your pants that you peed would uh, would argue against that. Remember when you peed your <laughs> pants in in ice? No, not at all. Because uh, okay. I remember that because I'm pretty sure I had to pick you up or something, and you smell like pee pants. <laughs> I've never peed my pants ever, and if I did, it's no one's business. Uh, that's a 15 on my performance, so. I haven't peed my pants ever. Bay believes him. <laughs> Great. Does Santa believe me? Only good boys who use the toilet get presents. <laughs> I think maybe Kringle will be happy to give you like a little bit extra of a present, maybe. Yes. Nice. Well, I have these gifts for you, and they're definitely worth you saving the Beaverhampton expanse. Okay, so what you're saying is that uh, in exchange for specialized gifts for us that you you say are worth a lot, um, we have to what? How do we save Beaverhampton Expanse? Where even is that? What's it? What are we saving it from? You must be unfamiliar with the lore of the illness. I'm Kringle. I give gifts to all the nice people of the world. And I don't give gifts to the mean people of the world. That's for my brother Krampus. Not a blood brother. We're just related by these festivities. Okay. The Beaverhampton Expanse is where I live with my nine reindeer and where I make all the fun stuff for the good people in the world. Right now. Someone is trying to take over. 
heard from Blitzen that a bunch of the giant flying creatures came in instead of basically trying to demolish the workshop. I'm glad that Blitzen was there, but I haven't heard from him since. I okay, so you're real. I always thought that the that the Kringle was just a tale we told our kids. Our kids. Do I have a kid? <laughs> anyway. Oh yes. I'm very real. And it's Kringle's rules, so if you kill a Kringle, you become a Kringle. So please don't tell me. Oh. That is not on my list. That's uh, okay. right, you're on the nice list. Yes. Bay's crossing something off his list. Now that you said that out loud, you better watch out for this this little goo here. Oh, trust me. I know to look out for you, Bay. <laughs> uh, and I was stinker. <laughs> well, will you do it for the gifts? I'll take you to the Beaverhampton expense now if you're ready. So, Hogan is going to jingle a bell that he has on him, which is going to create a fireplace in the middle of the room. Actually, uh, can I get that Cool Whip first? Uh, if I just throw it in here real quick, I just gotta mix it and throw it in the fridge. It'll be ready when we get back. And then Hogan is gonna yell up the chimney. Hey, Donner! Cool Whip! And a big glove of Cool Whip will come down and splat. Yeah. And Kringle will pick it up and hand it over. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, buddy. Uh, okay. So I do want to specify that Rux is um, making a Watergate salad. So pistachio pudding, Cool Whip, maraschino cherries, pineapple, and just mixing it all together and throwing it in the fridge for later. Okay. Then, yeah, that's uh, made and in the fridge. Are we uh, ready to travel to the Beaverhampton Expanse then? Yeah, just uh, we've okay. all long rested. Um, hey, Lynn, are we gonna are we gonna ask this uh, this fella for the payment ahead of time, or are we just gonna trust that he's gonna give us gifts? What if he's just gonna give us like a sack of coal or something? you know, silly, and be like, well, I told you it would be worth it, and I don't know. I mean, in the future, where fossil fuels are very hard to find, coal is actually a very variable resource. <laughs> it's just me adding flavor text, because I want there to be no fossil fuels in the future, but we can only dream. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's canonical now. Done. Done. We solve climate change. Yes. Uh, how about we get half now, half upon delivery? That's generally kind of what we do with a uh, payment. I have to, t they're going to know what the gift is ahead of time. Well, you're going to give them a box to open and then they're going to probably open it. Yeah. Oh, but they give, but they're... they get the gift before they complete the mission. Two. Well, they're negotiating. They're asking for half now, so maybe you can give them one gift instead of all three. But there's only one gift per person, right? Correct. I mean, you could also, like, drop Shannon's down the chimney and be like, great, there's one. Well, well Hogum's gonna sh shout down the chimney. Is there any more food that anybody would like? 
I would like a little marzipan, but that's just as a little treat. It's not a requirement. So we're okay with half now, half later? We can have whatever food item you want right now, and then your gifts, you'll get them at the end. Team, is that acceptable? Uh, um, no, full. I will expect my payment in full after completion of the job. I mean, are you going to tell us what the payment is? Because you just keep saying gifts and, uh, you know, and just telling us to trust you that, that it'll be worth it. But we don't know. So, I mean, if you could tell us what the gift is, then then yeah. I mean, maybe we could go ahead. I mean, I feel bad. I don't want your whole... Chris, can whole... you send me the list of the yeah. gifts? Okay. Um, that will probably help me out a little bit if I know what they actually are. Or you could just, uh, you know, give it to us now. I don't know what the gifts are. I mean, maybe we want to leave them here because uh, they're fragile or something. Let me just tell you all that they're all quite satisfying. That sounded terrifying, no offense. Um... <laughs> <laughs> It's not wrong. Uh, that's, that's, that's a decent. I mean, is it satisfying means different things to different people. Like, Lynn, it would be a, a cigarette, and uh, me, it would this be is true. Uh, a nice a nice hot dog. And Bay, mm -hmm. literally anything that you put inside Bay would be pretty satisfying to them. You want to give them one mark? You want to pick one person to give them a gift as a courtesy? Wait, which one was... Who? Uh, it goes Bay is the first one, then Lynn is the middle, and Rux is the bottom. Which one of y'all has been questioning me the most? <laughs> I'd say Rux has been questioning you the most. Who's the least? Lynn. Lynn's been the most agreeable. Which one is Lynn? The middle one. Katie. Oh. <laughs> but also yes, B. But also Katie. Which one's Katie? Which one's Katie? While Mark figures out which one is Katie, you and I are going to head into the gay agenda. This is the gay agenda. And yes, I realize this episode is a couple days late. That is because I thought I scheduled it. I did not. And I broke my foot on Christmas Day and I could not get into my studio to do anything. I've been living that painkiller bed life. And now that I am back up and on a crutch, uh, I'm bringing you the gay agenda. And since I made you wait a couple days for this and it's Yule Miss, I'm not going to do any of the gay agenda stuff aside from say, here's a message from some of our friends. In the year 2714, a new squad of operatives was chosen by the College of Illusion. These fools promptly went on to frustrate their DM at every opportunity. Today, still working together, because really, who else would work with them? They survive as adventurers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Second Breakfast Club. Tony Kinney as Eddie Falzoni. Jess Owen as Adira Glow. Michael Cole as Urag. Jesse Wicks as Bill Quiverlance. Nico Rodriguez as your DM. 
Welcome back to the continuing tales of A Fool's Quest. Oh, at this point, is Hogum actually up the chimney at his... Or is he still down at the room? I forgot if he went up the chimney yet. Uh, you can go up the chimney now if you want to. I haven't decided one way or another. And so whatever we do, I can edit to make correct. Yeah, I thought you were still in the room. Okay. So from the sack on Hogum's back, he is going to take out a wrapped present and hand it to Lynn. Oh, yes. See, no questioning authority gives you the best results sometimes. And I open up my present. I tear into it. What do I find? You find a little bottle of fragrance. I have just DM'd you what it is called, its tagline, and what it does. These were made by a pickle, so thank you, Rhea, for this. I can tell it was made by a pickle. They always have the... This is a compliment. The best, the worst. You know what I mean? They're the same yes. thing. Puns. <laughs> it's called colon and click cologne, but cologne, but colon, cologne, cologne, cologne. An incredibly resistible smell. Spray and pray. A fragrance only enjoyed by the user. Due to the overwhelming stench, enemies cannot make eye contact long enough to target their user without the vile stench permeating their nostrils. The effect lasts for two turns and does not protect from AOE damage. Allies with nose are also <laughs> allies with nose are also repulsed and cannot aid the wearer until the effect has run off. That's hilarious. What is AOE damage? Area of uh, effect. So like a fireball. Yeah. Okay. A okay. Fireball would be AOE because it hits multiple people at the same time. Yeah, allies with a nose. Finally. So yeah. <laughs> My time has come. Your time has come. <laughs> Love that little specification. Yeah, it's very clever. Uh, all of the gifts are, are of the same clever variety, so. <laughs> Lynn is delighted. He, uh, I have been searching for this discontinued scent for a very long time. Oh, this is perfect. This is at the very top of my wish list. The rock's very satisfying, guys. Why do I sound like Yoda? I know, I was like... <laughs> uh. I was like, damn, Yoda. Uh, I mean, okay, you you got me. Uh, all right, the... You know, Lynn really enjoys their gift, and, uh, I mean, I was down to do it for free. Not gonna lie. But if you are paying us, you know, I just kind of wanted to make sure that the because we don't know you. Right. And uh, I always thought that you weren't real. So I thought that maybe you were just some sort of wacky guy, you know, walking around pretending to be Gringle. But uh, if you're the real deal, it seems as it seems like. I personally have never lost the faith that that uh, you are real. So I think that is why I got my present first. See, a childlike belief in what you are told does benefit. Sometimes. Believe what you're told. Don't ask questions. And smoke cigarettes. Yes, and smoke cigarettes. So, uh, then yeah, he's offered you one of the presents. And Hogan will even toss a present with the label Shannon on it uh, over. And there's even a present for the Capitan. Oh. 
are we off to the Beaverhampton expanse? Are you heading up to the um, are you heading up the fireplace? Yeah, Lynn's gonna give everyone their uh, like standard issue winter gear. You have like corporate branded like hats and stuff, big puffy parkas and toques. Hey, uh, that's a pretty a cool trick making a chimney just appear out of nowhere right after you break the window to get in instead of using the door. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of us should uh, probably do something about that, eh? Bay tapes the tarp up. Eh, that should be good. That's nice. Oh, Capitan's uh, dragging a piece of wood over. You're not sure where he got the piece of wood from, though. Starts hammering it together. Um, I can set up what's called a glyph of warning. Um, so it's just like a spell trigger. Explosive runes. You know what I mean? Like a just if someone breaks in, they'll get exploded. Completely up to you if you want to do that. Absolutely. It's like a third level spell. But I mean, I think after everything that we've been going through, it might be a good idea to uh, make sure nobody just comes into the house and we don't know about it. Yeah, I felt, uh, I think that this is just better safe than sorry, you know? Yeah. Remember that random camera we found? Yeah, I remember that random camera. And I couldn't even find uh, the, any copy of the stream on any of the sexy websites, and I went to, like, the very last page. For research purposes, <laughs> of course. I mean, was it pointing down? Did you go to feetfinders.com? Oh, uh, that's actually a real good question. Perfect. So I inscribe a glyph on uh, that unleashes a magical effect later. I inscribe it on either a surface, such as a table or a section of the wall, or within an object that can be closed. The glyph can cover an area no larger than 10 feet in diameter. Um, if the surface is moved more than 10 feet from where you cast the spell, the glyph is broken, blah, 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 nearly invisible, and requires a successful intelligence check to against your spell save DC to be found. Um, so I decide what triggers the glyph when I cast the spell. Um, what usually triggers stuff inscribed on a surface is like touching or standing on it. So that's probably what I'll be doing is just around like the entry area. I'll just write like a big glyph and it's like invisible. Okay. Um, and I am going to cast it because I can refine the trigger so that the spell only activates under certain circumstances. So we all have to say a certain password. Okay, guys, just the password. It is pickle. Okay. Uh, so if someone breaks in here and does not say this word, they will be exploded or well, they will at least get some acid damage. So I'm just going to trigger acid damage at a higher level if someone steps into the shop on that glyph and doesn't say the word pickle. Uh, how long is that for? Um, it lasts. It, so it takes a while to cast. Um, and it, it it's until it's dispelled or triggered. Okay. Well, then that is there on the entryway. Yeah. Then I'm going to have everybody head up the fireplace to your rooftop. You'll see Kringle's sleigh there along with eight other reindeer in a line. Uh, Hogum is sitting at the front of the sleigh and welcomes you aboard. So as Hogum walks up to the sleigh, he has to like hit it on the back because typically sleighs are only like two seaters. And then you have the stuff in the back for the sleigh mm. or for the presents. Yeah. So it's going to add an extra row of seats. Ooh. 
so magically cool. I hit it on the back and an extra row of seats appear for all four of us to sit comfortably. Delightful. And you weren't carrying the sleigh on your back the whole time, were you? <laughs> I have reindeers pulling it. <laughs> <laughs> However, there is a bread box in the center, in the middle of the front seat, which is where all of your food products came from. So Hogan is going to point to the bread box. If you need any refreshments... Here's the bread box that you can get it from. Yeah. So pretty much in the front of the slate, there's a bread box. Just like on a Meeks, there's a bread box that you can get any type of food that you want from it. Oh, nice. That's pretty nice. Can I get the, a hot dog and some uh, body mix, please? And thank you. Well... Go up and grab it. Yeah. Uh, Rux will walk up to the bread box and ask for a hot dog and some party mix. It appears, but the party mix is cat treats. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So I got a hot dog uh, and then, hey, uh, Bay, I got you some treats. <laughs> oh, thanks. I love anything someone puts inside of me, apparently. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I I was just making a point, you know, that satisfying can mean multiple things and different things for different people. I I'm, I apologize, buddy, if that was offensive. Bay goes up to the bread box and orders a Watergate salad. Oh, okay. You get a pistachio colored salad. But I'm making and that then special. Starts offering it around, going, "How's hey, that about It's my tradition to make." <laughs> Okay, all right. You got me. I uh, I deserved it, but uh, I was making that special for us and meant something to me. Well, now we're both upset, so <laughs> it's gonna be a great trip. I'm excited. <laughs> then off we go. The sleigh takes off. Uh, the reindeer start clacking away on the roof. And you take off on your way to the Beaverhampton Expanse. You make your way north, north, northernmost, and land in an icy tundra. I don't think any of you have been here before. So, but for our listeners, it looks uh, nothing like it used to. Oh, has something changed? Well, yeah. So, you reach the northern pole, and there is, it's an icy tundra all around you. Wind blowing, snow kind of gently flowing through the air. Solid, solid ground. And Kringle will show you where his workshop used to be. And Kringle, for the first time, you're seeing that it no longer looks like your workshop. It has now been encompassed in a massive ice palace adorned with like magical decorations. And if actually, can everyone roll perception? Yeah, for sure. Lynn got a little hot chocolate with some Baileys in it. Mm. Ooh, nice. Nice. Which dice I do a... I roll? Oh, okay, that one. I got a 20. I got, oh, I got a two. I got a nat one. Wait, am I participating yeah. in this? Or am I yeah. just chilling in my sleigh? No, you are participating. If you oh. said you're here for the whole time, you're participating. 
Okay. I think I accidentally spilled my Watergate salad on Kringle's lap, and now we're both distracted. <laughs> uh oh. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. Oh wow. Got a seventeen. So while Bay and Kringle are cleaning up the mess, Rooks and Lynn, you see that there are giant butterflies that are piecing this ice palace together. Um, their wings almost look like stained glass. You can kind of hear the fluttering. It's like an eerie symphony because there's also like a uh, faint humming of Yulmus carols looming from all directions. Wait, what? Yeah, there's the faint humming of Yulmus carols from all directions. Butterflies with large wings building, constructing this castle of ice. And you can hear the uh, symphony of their wings fluttering along with the faint humming of carols. Dark and eerie. Well, um, let me be the first to say I fucking hate this. Um, it just feels like when you are watching horror movie and then there's like quiet child singing, which is just bad. Uh, with your perception too, Lynn, you notice that there is a reindeer somewhat close to the castle, though outside of the castle walls themselves. Um, there's a reindeer next to a small cart. How does this, how does this reindeer look? Are they alive? Are they dead? They're like miserable. Um, they are alive. They're wearing an oversized shirt, and they've got like, Aww. uh, their eyes look a little off, like mind controlled off. Something seems not quite right. You're not quite sure yet, though. Um, there is a reindeer. I cannot tell them apart. I'm so sorry, Santa Claus, or Hogmas Kringle. Kringle. I'm sorry. I cannot tell. Sorry, Kringle. Uh, but they it's look ho, like ho, they are. Hogan. Ho 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 gum. <laughs> it sounds like they are. Well, it doesn't sound like I cannot see them. Uh, I mean, I cannot hear them. I can see them. They look um, like they are sick. There's something wrong. Maybe that's just what reindeer look like. Usually, there is more life in animals' eyes. And I'm not gonna lie, the vibes of the music are really throwing me off. So. I'm not really enjoying whatever is going on here. I mean, are we are we supposed to be saving this place from these uh, butterflies? I mean, they're just floating around. They're, it looks like they're building stuff. You, you're asking us to kill some butterflies? They're taking over my home. They're taking over my workshop, too. I won't be able to deliver gifts to the good kids and people next year if they take over my workshop. That's one of my reindeer. Let's go talk to him and see what's up. Hey, Blutton! Alright, um, in, in the meantime, does anybody got a net? Doesn't Hogum always have a net? Yes, Hogum or, always yes. has a net. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you do. I asked that question already knowing the answer. Great. Uh, so you can approach the reindeer, and uh, Kringle, you'll know this to be Blitzen. Uh, and he's uh, a little jerky right now, I guess. Hey, uh, Kringle, nice seeing you again. Uh, you want some popsicles? I got popsicles here for everybody. You want a popsicle? They're in the cart. Can I do it another investigation? 
Sure, yeah. You got any uh, any blue popsicles? Is there anything special about this popsicle? I just want to share the love. That's what I'm supposed to do, is share the love. And then Blitzen will take off their oversized shirt, and they'll be wearing a green sparkly tube top, or a crop top t-shirt. And it says Blitzen across the top in, like, varsity lettering. And they'll reach into the popsicle cart and be like, popsicles? Bay takes off their shirt that says Blitzen really sadly and puts it away. <laughs> oh. Uh, I personally would not eat that popsicle. Uh, and I got Rex, a 13 investigation. Rex picks up a blue popsicle. Okay. If there's different colors. There are different colors. What are the colors? Uh, red, blue, brown, white. A brown popsicle. Uh, hey, Blitzen, what flavor is the brown popsicle? I've never seen a brown one. Guava, strawberry, spinach. Oh, okay. I was just going to say rip here, but okay. Mix that all together, it comes out a little brown. I just thought it was a fudgesicle. Oh. <laughs> no. It wasn't a joke. Those are real things. Yeah, yeah but that's a fudgesicle, not a popsicle. Popsicles, like, fudgesicles are fudgesicles. I see. Yeah. I'm so glad that you call them fudgicles because I got insecure about saying the word fudgicle and I didn't. Because you're not saying fudgesicle? Right, because the correct terminology is fudgicle. As long as people can understand what the hell I'm saying, I don't give a shit what the fuck comes out of my mouth. You know, like, here what goes in. You can have a popsicle that tastes like a popsicle. If you grab a blue one, it tastes like blue. Oh. Nice. Just mm-hmm. tastes like it's blue? It's a little cold out to be offering popsicles. But uh, wouldn't you offer like hot, hot chocolate or something? Nah, popsicles is what we offer. Popsicles to everyone that walks by. Because I appreciate everyone. Because we appreciate everyone here at the new Kringle Kingdom. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... Can I... Before I eat the blue popsicle, can I just... I just want to make sure this isn't like poisoned or have like butterflies in it or something because they're all over the place. What do you want me to roll? Investigation or perception? Investigation's fine. For this one blue popsicle. Got a nine. Uh, you definitely don't see any butterfly parts in there. Oh. Okay. Well, this just looks like a regular blue popsicle. I'm going to eat it. Uh, does my tongue turn blue? Oh, yeah. That's the best part about popsicles. Turn your color, whatever nice. popsicle is. Yeah, you can have it. They're great. Um, and it's just a popsicle. You can have it. Tastes fine. Um, yeah, sure. I even took this cart from somebody. That's what I was supposed to do. I took a cart, and now I'm offering the popsicles for free. Is anybody else going to have a popsicle? Yeah, Bay will take a brown one. Cool. You get a brown one. I'm not eating those popsicles. <laughs> Blitzen, Beaverhampton Expanse is being taken over. So, what's up? Oh, yeah. They've taken, they've taken over. Uh, I can't go back in my stable now, because now I'm the popsicle person. But I'm out here, and uh, the butterfly people are, are um, enforcers, I guess. They're pretty scary. So, I do what they say. Um, I think they're the bosses now. Because it's kind of like who lives here is who reigns, right? Isn't that the rules? I kind of forget what the, the Kringle rules are. But, yeah. They're the new boss, I guess, and I'm going to follow orders. Um, but if I would like you as a boss better, honestly, or maybe not. Um, 
And he kind of looks up in the air, looks around. Uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta help us. You gotta help us. Help okay. you sell all these popsicles. I'll take another, please. Yeah, yeah, popsicles. That's what I'm doing. Popsicles for everybody. So, uh, where did the uh, these butterflies come from? And there's somebody you said they're enforcers. Who's the director, or I guess telling the enforcers what to do? Yeah, I, I haven't seen who it is. I don't know. Uh, we're not allowed in the in the castle. Uh, they started building around the workshop and then started taking over the stable and pushed me out and then told me what my new job is. But yeah, I don't know who's in charge. And I know that there's two guards at the front. So if you want to go to the front entrance, there's going to be two guards standing there. Uh, but you might be able to get around back if you want to be sneaky. But I'm not sure how you'll get in the castle from there. Can I just clarify that you're saying there's two butterflies standing yeah. guard? Two butterflies two standing butterflies. guard. Mm -hmm. And these are, are, Chris, these are normal looking butterflies. Yeah, they're just giant. Oh, just they're giant, giant normal butterflies. butterflies. Yeah. Okay, okay, I also, do we see their horrible like proboscises? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Probusci. Probusci. Probuscusi. A. It's a Latin. Probustes nuts. <laughs> How big are these giant butterflies? I think giant butterflies are like six feet tall. That's a big butterfly. That's a big butterfly. That's a really big butterfly. So when Tisha was like, are these normal butterflies? And you were like, and you yeah, said you, yes. felt, you felt comfortable saying that. I said giant more than once. I don't listen to you. <laughs> yeah, this, this is more of a listening comprehension thing than a me thing. Colossal butterflies with wings constructing the castle. It's in my notes. Colossal. Okay. Colossal. Okay, That's okay. so you know how ants are like three times stronger or whatever than their body size relative to whatever? How strong are butterflies? And how long are their tongues? Ant strength. If they're six feet. And how sexy are they? Oh, yeah. How sexy are they? Brandel. Okay, Brandle's everyone question. roll nature for, the, for these answers. Uh, ten. Nature. To find it, to know how long their butterfly tongues are. Uh, I got a you know, four. Nine. They're not very sexy. So, yeah, they're not very sexy. They do look like they are of at least average strength. Um, their wings especially look quite hard, though. Uh, and as for their tongues, I think butterflies have pretty short tongues in comparison to their bodies. No, that's not true. I just Googled it. Their tongue is two-thirds of their body length. Have long I tongues. think that oh. affects sexiness level. Ha ha. Okay. Well, then there's a there's a ten foot tongue. Wait, two thirds of the body length. Oh well, then two thirds. Yeah. Then it's a four foot tongue. Then still, Dang. four foot tongue maybe a little sexy, maybe a little strong. <laughs> I'm coming, Mothman. Chris can't keep you away from me. <laughs> yeah, they, they have, have Mothman little asses. Booties? They yeah. are all packing. Yeah, they all got junk in the trunk. Is it uh, uh, just me? Maybe. Are these butterflies kind of sexy? I thought they're clapping. Was their wings flapping? Stem <laughs> <laughs> cheeks. Uh, I, I think that's just you. I mean, they're butterflies. So. Emphasis on butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So at this point, he's a uh, Blitzen has told you. Yeah, Blitzen has told you there's two guards at the front entrance. 
If you want to try and take them out first, you might be able to walk straight into the castle uh, to go uh, find out who's taking over and set this situation straight. Or you can try and go around back. Maybe have a little sneakier route, but you will have to find a different way into the castle. Okay. I mean, we have a couple options here. All right. Um, if anybody has like some big nuts or something, uh, or a, a pistol, you know, from a flower, like the, the little thing that holds the nectar into flower. Anybody got one of those or possibly two nuts that one of them is magic. Does Hokum have two nets? Nobody oh, at all. Bitch. Yeah, Hokum has two nets. The original son net, plus they got bitch. a magic net as a... Oh, uh, why didn't I think of this gift. when I did butterflies? I didn't... Ugh. I remember the original it's net, yes, but yeah. I don't remember the special one. I think the special net was another um, patron creation the, or listener creation. Yeah, it was the net that you had. Um, it acted like a normal net, except if you threw something over it, it like was electric. And it would shock them, and it would stun them. Yeah. From what I remember. Wow. Yeah, I, that's so long ago. I have no idea why I remember that. Yeah, that was a good one. I don't know where it is either on your character sheet, but feel free to play Hogum as is. Um, but you definitely do have nuts that you can throw. So Rux is asking Hogum for these nets, or just nets in general. Yeah, like, do you have nets? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So Hogan's gonna respond. He's like, "Yeah, I got these two nets here. You know, there's normal one, and then this one one's got some spice to it." Hey, perfect. It did kind of sound like you said, "Here are my nuts." So I know. Which is great. Don't do it again. I loved it. These are my nuts. Okay. I mean, so we got these uh, two nets. So we can either go to the front, uh, confront these two guards with. These two nuts that we have, just as backup in case they don't let us through, or we could go the back way and sneak in. But that's gonna take longer. Uh, can we visibly know... see if there is a chimney? You can roll an investigation for that, I guess. Seventeen plus whatever modifier. I could. I don't have a character sheet up. I'm happy with seventeen. Uh, your investigation's plus two, so that's a nineteen. Yeah, there is a there is a chimney, of course. What ice castle would be complete without a fire? And we we landed on the wait. It's an ice castle. It is an ice castle. It is literally made of ice. Hmm. But how can I have a chimney if it's made of ice? Because this is D&D. It's not real. It's a load-bearing chimney. Would the roof of an ice castle support the weight of a sleigh? But, I mean, my sleigh is magic, right? So it should? So I would think when we land, we would land on the roof and then just go down the chimney. Well, as an ice architect, I can tell you. Wow. Yeah. An ice architect. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, going down a chimney is another option if you want to get there. I mean, you are something to consider in that is that if you're on the roof, there are butterflies actively flying and building this castle. So you might get spotted by butterflies up top. Oh. So I probably will make you do some stealthy stuff up there if you're going to try that. 
So okay. where did we land? I'm sorry. Did I, am I not here? There that like we're um, far so you're away, outside of the castle we... walls. You're oh, outside so... the castle walls. Um, and Blitzen has pointed to you where the front doors are in case you wanted to just try and walk up and fight guards or distract guards or however you wanted to play that. It could be a stealth thing. It could be a fight thing. It could be a persuasion thing. Maybe you just flirt and seduce them. I don't know. I am always down to just. Yeah, run straight up. Go in. Guns a blazing. Yeah. Well, then, you're, uh, what's your plan in walking up? I think as you walk up the path, you're going to see that there are two butterflies at the front door. Um, before you get into their sights, there's probably a chance for you to make a plan, whether you want it to be attack first or distract, if you want to sneak around them, however you want to do that. So these butterflies are like NPCs that we can communicate with? Um, have I had you roll a nature check, Mark? Why don't you roll a nature check? Because I think that I can tell you then what butterflies. Maybe if you know about butterflies, then I'll tell you that answer. What the fuck is a nature check? Roll a d20 and I'll add a 2 to it. 18. Damn, you know a lot about butterflies. All right, Kringle Hogan, you must have done a lot of reading at the Beaverhampton Expanse. You got a lot of days off. That's fair. No, it's that magic sand. <laughs> you rented a book from the Butterfly Library. Hey. Oh my god. Um, so butterflies cannot communicate. They do not know language or understand language. So you're not going to be able to go up to them and convince them uh, because they don't even understand it. So they're telepathic? Ooh! Uh, yeah, so that's it. And I think we're going to find out what you do with these butterflies on the next episode. Give you a chance to plot this out. Save the Beaverhampton Expanse. Gifts. Get them gifts. And of course, I hope you all got your gifts and had a great Yule Miss season. And I, we will see you in the new year because I believe the next episode will be out in January. So have a happy and safe new year, everyone. And of course, I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade. I'm Tisha. You can find the podcast and the rest of our socials at RollGayRoleplay.com. You can find me, Brandel, in our Patreon, where I host every single pre-gust, and it releases on Friday at 11 a.m. with no fault. I've never missed a day. Do you want a cookie? No, I want <laughs> consistency. <laughs> you can get one from the bread box. <laughs> Hi, my name is Katie, and I don't have social media. I mean, I do, but I don't use it. Amen, sister. Yeah, if you didn't yeah, know, exactly. Mark, I have social media, but do I use it? No, I do mm. not. That's fair. Yeah. You can try contact me, but. <laughs> and here's my personal cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> here's my buzzer. Even that. Shoot. Yeah. Mark doesn't even I offer, mean, like, answer my You have to text. be a higher up, like, that pays me in my corporate <laughs> teams for answers to be replied to quickly. So if you want to talk to Mark, you got to pay him. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Oh, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. An RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barsanti.